Welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat. I'm your host today, Chris Gass. Joining me is Anna Visser and Emily Kroll. Still here, Emily? Still here. <laughs> Good. Hanging she, on. She made time for us today. Yeah, our PAC director, our soon-to-be PAC director, is uh, gracing us with her presence. Uh, yeah. Makes um, me sound so important. <laughs> we have no plan today, so we're just going to talk for 30 minutes. So what did you guys do for uh, dinner last night? I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, really, uh, thank God Brett Kavanaugh still alive. Yes. And his family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you didn't hear on the news, and you might not have, because, you know, uh, the news Probably is didn't not cover so it. concerned about it. Uh, Unless Supreme... you read all the way to page 18 of the New York Times. Correct. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice, beer lover, um, general good guy, uh, was at home sleeping at his house at 2 a.m., as he is wont to do, uh, with his family, I'm guessing. And a gentleman from California rolled up in a taxi. He got out. On him was, let's see here, a, a, uh, a, a pistol, knife. a knife. Uh, jury, jury rigged boots for stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, Burglar like stuff to break hammer, into the house. Uh, a couple other tools. Uh, a gentleman who put together quite a plan, and his goal was to break into Brett Kavanaugh's house and stealthily murder him. He wasn't very secretive about it. Well, but once he got caught, he was like, yeah, this is what I was going to do. So he, what happened was he got out and he, he realized he planned a lot about how he was going to assassinate a Supreme Court justice, but not how to like get to him because he got out and noticed, oh crap, there's federal marshals all over. Uh, I'm going to walk away. I guess the federal marshals did notice him. Uh, conspicuously at 2 a.m. getting out of a taxi in front of Supreme Court Justice's house. And then uh, he called 911, or was it a suicide hotline? Something like that. I don't know. It wasn't clear. In any case, he called and basically was saying that I was going to go in and kill uh, kill a certain Supreme Court Justice and commit suicide. Police picked him up and quickly in a day brought him, brought charges of attempted murder um, he waived his right to an attorney and openly said, I was planning to kill Justice Kavanaugh because mm-hmm. I was mad about Roe versus Wade maybe being overturned. Yeah. Well, oh what if he had succeeded? What if he had been, what if he had a little better plan and actually succeeded? I'm glad we don't live in that world. It would have been bad. Horrible. Uh, because... I mean, that would make the vote for the... I mean, it would have been say, bad that he he died in general. Well, obviously. <laughs> I don't think anyone... Yeah. Um, but from the other side's perspective, I mean, they don't see him as a person because they obviously don't care that he was... Uh, and his no. Family were what probably would have happened is pro-abortion people would have been really silent, maybe said, yeah. oh, this they is... They would have been gloating on social media. Somewhere. Mm, I don't think so. I think they've been like, would oh, be this is awful, but like deep down would have been ha- excited. The Jane's Revenge. They would have been silent. Be they would have been quiet. They wouldn't have been like, oh, this is a good thing. We are happy this guy did it, but they wouldn't say, like, this is a bad thing. You know? You hope not. 
But what would, here's the question: What would Chuck Schumer say? That's that's who we need because he's the guy who is outside. I tell you, Kavanaugh. I tell you, Gorsuch. You have you have started the whirlwind, and you will reap the consequences. Oh, <laughs> mm. what would Chuck Schumer say? I uh, I have my glasses on. Uh, he Chuck would say, Schumer "Oh, this is awful that this happened. No one saw it coming except everybody." Um. I- Violence know. is never the answer. Something so, along those lines. So it, it's hard to speculate about what people think in their heart of hearts, but I think you have to look at the behavior, and that's how you draw conclusions. The media completely ignored it. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that's probably just embarrassment that someone, quote unquote, from their side, uh, tried to assassinate a member of the United States Supreme Court. Um, but. They don't seem concerned about security of the justices. I think it's interesting because I don't know which group it is, either Ruth sent us or Jane's Revenge, are claiming that they want no part to do with this man. That's but also... The Ruth, uh, Ruth sent us. Okay. Yes. Both of them are pretty violent, Ruth right? Ruth sent us is the group that originally posted the addresses of the Supreme Court justices. They're also the group that... The morning after the assassination, we're event. out there protesting. We're out there protesting, but also posting pictures from the school where their children go. Amy Coney Barrett's children. No, no, Kavanaugh's children. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is terrible that you almost shot him up. And what if someone did that to his kids at one Well, I'm just saying, if this and, radical group is publicly saying, "Oh, we don't want anything to do with him," I can't imagine that pro-abortion people and general would publicly say that they're happy that he was successful if he you know i there would there there, would be some i mean there's it's 330 million people in this country so there's tons of nuts out there well yeah obviously but the majority you have to think if this radical group wasn't willing to back up this guy and say yes we're on his side even though they're the ones who started it. Syracuse University last week, there was a group of abortion supporters who were calling for a bloody revolution. Um, you have the, the terrorist group, Jane's Revenge, that is going around calling for civil war and firebombing pregnancy resource centers. They had another attack in Tennessee just a couple days ago. There are groups who would publicly celebrate. Now, would the majority of abortion supporters celebrate maybe internally but not externally because celebrating out loud would be really bad form but i will never underestimate what people who advocate for killing babies will do this is true so if it actually had happened the vote would be uh if it if nothing changed the vote would be Four votes to overturn Roe and four votes against. So Roe versus Wade would not be overturned. Mississippi's law would still go into effect because the vote would be five votes to three for Mississippi's law. See, but that even is getting into the weeds because we have no precedent for what happens when a Supreme Court justice is assassinated in the middle of a decision. Well, right. I'm talking about the mechanics of... um, He probably already has this decision written. So, I mean, that is true if they've already signed on. um, I mean, that's a big deal. That's the important point. Like, unprecedented. We've never had a leak before in the modern era. 
And now we're talking about, oh, we I don't want to live in a modern era where, oh, now we have sitting judges being assassinated. Uh, to get back to my other point about, you know, if, whether they care or not, you know, Merrick Garland, who a lot of people believe should be on the, the Supreme Court, is the Attorney General, doesn't seem to be doing anything about the fact that his fellow members of the Biden administration, Jen Psaki, stood up there and actually encouraged people to protest in front of Supreme Court Justice Holmes, which is illegal. Illegal. And there's no consequences for, you know, and, and last night, I guess lots of people were captivated by the whole January 6th insurrection thing, you know. Um, when the when the office of the president of the United States is advocating to violate federal law to harass another branch of government into continuing a decision that is just so tyrannical and fundamentally anti-democratic, I mean, which one is the real insurrection? A protest that, I mean, I'm not going to defend it, uh, uh, a protest you know, riding in the Capitol, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, or one branch of the government breaking the law to pressure another branch to get its way to keep a decision out of the hands of voters. Yeah. And oh, by the way, don't seem really concerned that someone on the other side might be assassinated. <laughs> Hello. Like. Welcome to the world we are living in. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not. We came off, uh, and I don't. I think we shouldn't go much farther in what would happen and speculating. Because I just say it would be ugly. It could be really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's a happy I, note. I don't want to say we came close because I don't. Obviously, this guy attempted the assassination, but it would have been success. I mean, it would it would have been very difficult for it to have been successful. Yeah. However, you know, their rhetoric just keeps staying where it is, and and here's a fundamental difference besides the whole killing babies part between the pro-abortion movement and the pro-life movement. There's 330 million people in this country. There are nuts all over the place in every group you can possibly imagine. Pro-lifers have their nuts as well. When a pro-life nut does something, the pro-life movement descends on the nut. Bad. Uh, (laughs) But, for example, uh, Nick Sandman, who was not a nut and was the only responsible person at this March for Life event a few years ago when that guy went up to his face and started banging the drums and he just wanted to stand there and not cause any offense and then what happened within hours people descended on this poor high school teen people from our side condemning him throwing him under the bus it was sick actually how fast it happens but the pro-life movement is allergic to that we have an allergic reaction like my poison ivy rash (laughs) they have allergic reaction to the nuts the other side is allergic to condemning their nuts yeah. They won't do it. We have a peanut allergy. They like to eat peanut butter. Yeah. They, I wonder why they won't do it, though. Because they, again, we can't. Like, they don't want to look bad? The, we can't jump into the minds of people. And I think that some of that is if we just don't want to talk about it. But 
they <laughs> support it fundamentally. No, that's yeah. I mean, that's the only conclusion. Maybe you can disagree. Uh, I'm sure there's people who are listening who might support abortion who are like, no, I don't support this at all. And I totally get that. But when you look at the leaders of these groups and how they constantly behave and act and the pattern, I mean, the only reasonable conclusion I can draw is they support it. And they're and happy it's going on. And as long as they don't, as long as they can, you know, wash their hands of it, you know, oh, it's not really me, then mm-hmm. they're happy to do that. And their major concern is, is, you know, not being seen being bad. They don't actually care. Another way to kind of put it in perspective. So the Senate passed a vote to increase security around Supreme Court justices' houses. Right away, majority vote. The Senate says, we are going to protect our Supreme Court justices. It failed in the House on a party-line vote. A party-line vote. And they want the justices to be pressured. Because they support it. Now, do they want justice to be assassinated? I would would hope not, but again... But the vote failed after the assassination attempt, so go figure. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi just walks away like, oh, they're not in any danger. (laughs) Really? Yeah, she says, she says they're not, there's no mm-hmm. danger. Her, her husband's too busy having fun driving around to care about Supreme Court justices. She's too busy chilling in her, uh, in her, um, and getting arrested her living for DUIs. room with her giant ice, <laughs> her ice, ice cream full stash. of ice cream. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, I mean, what, what can you do about it? I mean, you cannot elect people who support abortion to office because they they do things like this. They will ignore laws, they'll break laws, they'll cheat. I mean, there is just no honor amongst them when it comes to this issue. It's very clear that for them abortion is almost a, you know, quasi-religious significance. It's more important than the constitution, it's more important than laws, political process. They're all talking about democracy. They will deny people votes if it is to protect abortion. I don't know will they ever is there any principle they have that even comes close to it? And I don't think there is. Speaking of democracy, should we talk about Governor Whitmer's uh, recent thoughts on ballot petitions? Oh, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> but ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I gotta pick a, a pick a bone to pick with you on that. But go ahead. I we could opine about it. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. She's no I'm like, wait, I'm like, I don't want no. So, so she the other day she's like, oh, these citizen initiatives are anti-democratic, right? So, and our argument has always been, you know, that's not true because uh, you, who counts more, you know, four hundred thousand citizens or one politician? So, in a sense, they are obviously more democratic, and the people put the initiative in place. It's not like. You know, this was handed from, like, some king from 400 years ago, you know, like, as part of the Magna Carta. Like, the Michigan Mm -hmm. voters put this process in place. That's the democracy. However, as you're pointing out, well, if they're they're trying to pass this constitutional amendment backing abortion... Well, no, that wasn't necessarily the point I was making. Oh, what is your point? The point I was making was that she's complaining that it's not very democratic, but also doing all these lawsuits and going through all these loopholes and trying oh, to get yeah, the courts yeah, yeah. to dictate a right oh, to abortion. Yeah. 
I wasn't necessarily, I, yeah, I wasn't. Okay, I thought you were reacting no. like, well, her, their, her argument would be, well, the amendment's different because the people are voting. Right, I knew our that, yeah. the process, you know, the, only the legislators vote, but. She just doesn't like that she had powers stripped away through this uh, citizen's initiative process, but, you know, she's not bitter. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Democracy. Demo- we- Democracy is your husband calling to get special favors to get your boat put in the lake while everyone else's boat is uh, not in the lake because you made it illegal based on your personal opinion to go out on a lake. Yeah, democracy. In Michigan. Democracy is ordering <laughs> to, state agencies to, to ignore virus. law. Anyway. Like she, she's ordering. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's like she obviously doesn't care about democracy. She doesn't, if she doesn't like what it's doing it's like, <laughs> or what the people want. It's like the. We only want the people to vote if, if I like it doesn't it. mean anything and I like what it yeah. what it says. You know, let's ignore the Michigan voters in 1972 overwhelmingly by a supermajority supporting Michigan's abortion ban. Let's ignore the voters who passed the Medicaid abortion ban, who did all sorts of other things, electing representatives, going through the process, citizens' initiatives to put limits and restrictions on abortion. Let's ignore how the people of Michigan... It's not very democratic, though. Yeah, let's ignore how the people (laughs) of Michigan have spoken and voted for 50 years because... Does she think that those... People that did all that effort just cheated. That we cheated. She just doesn't care. I I don't see. Do they even really? They they mouth the word democracy, but if they really like, either they haven't. A they haven't thought about it. So in a sense, like they're not intelligent, which I don't think that's true. Or B, they just don't care. It's a buzzword. They don't really believe it's a buzzword. I'm going to B. They prefer the other form of government that starts with a D known as dictatorship. <laughs> They're just a little confused. They swap the meanings a little bit. Well, they'll all be for democracy when the other side is, you know, back in office. Then it's a dictatorship. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a disorienting time. Um, Should we say something positive? I kind of like just letting it all out. Just, Let's just ragging on the world it's right like, now. Who else can we rag on? It's the sign of the times. Um, I mean, it just goes to show that whether it's elected officials here in Michigan or in Washington, that abortion supporters will do whatever it takes to get abortion. And they don't care what the people say. They don't care about the legal tradition. They don't care about the law. They don't care about society's norms. They are going to do whatever it takes to protect their friends. And if you've said, used the word norms in your life, uh, which not a ton of people have, but if you've used that word norms and you actually believe in it and you have to ask yourself, you know, what is this teaching? You know, when pro-abortion groups can go around firebombing pregnancy help centers, you know, which is a whole nother topic that right. Let's let's go there again in a second, I guess. But I'm complaining about that. But and there's no and the media ignores it. And, you know, the federal government, which has been famous in recent years for domestic terrorist investigations and reports or whatever, is like silent about it. What's that teaching people? Okay. On both sides, that you can 
You can you use can get the away government to punish your political enemies, mm-hmm. but you can't use the government to uphold the law. That's what it says. It says whoever is in power is going to use the power no matter the law. This is not good. No, it's not. <laughs> so do you want to talk about bombing, you know, Well, I just want to make one point. <laughs> is on Twitter I saw someone Twitter. who was saying, oh, how – they they weren't condemning these fire bombings, okay? They were like kind of sounded a little happy about them. And then someone commented, "Well, if you want to do something about it, donate to um, centers that actually help families." And I was just like, "I this I can't actually be reading that, right? Like that isn't real. They don't actually think that. They must. What do they think? I don't know. What do they think they do there?" Uh, did they think they walk Coerce them into not getting an like, abortion? I think it's like Jonestown, you know? They get the Kool-Aid out and they uh, brainwash Why is it so and... bad that they actually chose to continue their pregnancy? Is that harming their talking points and saying that abortion yes, is, is the best thing ever yeah. and it's always the right answer? That's why, yeah, that's why... That's why it's not very hate pro-choice. Ab- I know. But that's why they hate abortion pill reversal because... Once you, anyone accepts the idea that an unborn child has some value, their entire worldview crumbles. It's all based on the idea that the unborn child is just a thing. It's property. Um, you can have emotion. You can have emotional attachment to your, your like your motorcycle, you know, and you can like you know clean it in the garage. You do all these great things. But you can't for a second say that the motorcycle has any actual value other than sentimental value. I mean, if an unborn, if someone changes their mind because they think the unborn child has value, what's that teaching other people? The unborn child has value. Mm-hmm. Can't have that. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uncomfortable. You know, people, and I know in the abortion debate, you know, probably the majority of Americans in their heart of hearts, wish that they could not have to care and engage with the issue at all because it's controversial. Uh, You know, it leads three people on a Friday afternoon to get in front of microphones and complain about the other side for 30 minutes. Are we complaining or just exposing reality? We're both. There. Both. Uh, But, I mean, the fact of the matter is that those are two completely different worldviews. Either every human being has value or some human beings have zero value and can be used for whatever ends you desire. There really isn't a middle ground in between. I know a lot of people are there practically, but you can't, like just like you can't be a little bit pregnant, you know, you can't be a little bit human. You either are or you aren't. You know, you either believe in democracy or you don't. You either care that a Supreme Court justice was almost assassinated, or you don't. At best, at worst, you're happy it almost happened, and you're hoping some other nut takes a shot at one of them. Um, it's bad. Yeah. It's not going to get any better. Not in the medium. I don't. Not. I don't see it getting any better in the in the medium term. So where does that leave us? Uh, well, just come to our side. If everyone agrees to be on our side, everything will be Yeah, we're happy. awful nice. Keechy keen. It'll be utopia. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no, but really, if you care about things like democracy 
norms, the value of human life. And such just things. small things. Yeah, just unimportant things yeah. in daily life. The entire um, founding principles of our <laughs> nation. Right. Uh, you're going to have to join the pro-life side. There's not going to be an option. Um, which is kind of ironic because once Roe versus Wade goes down, then we're going to have 50 different states on 50 different tracks, and that's, you know that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. and see how that all sorts out. But um, the other side is just not going to let it go. They're going to try to get the federal government to pass a law. They're going to try to get control of the Supreme Court and reinstitute Roe versus Wade the first chance they have. Um, if they think they can get away with it, you know. Uh, we didn't start it. America was always pro-life. Uh, Western civilization had been pretty much pro-life for the last... Uh, Eighteen hundred years, years. <laughs> uh, you know. You know, we didn't start the fight. We're just in the corner saying, "Hey, let's not kill babies or judges, and let's let people vote." You know, quaint ideas. But we also can't stay in the corner. No. no. All right. There, there's one thing. It's one thing to say, you know, don't do it, and but at the same time, well, that if goes we back to what I've always thought: we're a little too nice. We. But it's nice being nice. I know. But we have to, if we truly Sometimes. care, <laughs> if we truly care and believe in the value of human life, if we believe in our social norms, our governmental norms, our laws in our nation, then we have to not just sit passively in the corner. We have to be actively engaged. Now, whether that is you know, going in the ballot box here in a couple months and saying, I'm voting pro-life and I'm only voting well, that's, pro-life. Well, that's the first step. That's, that's an easy step. Yeah, you have to do that. But also... That's you, not really an option of, oh, maybe I'll do that to be involved. But also, are you going to share a social media post? Are you going to share something from Right to Life? Are you going to share something from Citizens to Support Michigan Women and Children? Are you going to put yourself out there and say, I am pro-life, I am here to defend my countrymen, my family, my potential grandchildren in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. you never know what the next generation is going to do. Are, are you going to stand or are you going to sit and watch it crumble? Yeah. Well put. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say the world could crumble and pro-abortion people would not care. And still not admit that that's the issue. If you do not value human life, what do you value? Well, let's (laughs) anyone want to end on a more positive note as we go into a nice... I don't know. I was on a roll there. I felt pretty preachy. Roll on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Preachy. (laughs) What's the name of the segment that? Crawl on a roll. At least you said my name right that time. So we're good. True. That's very true. Ouch. You finally got it right after two guy. years. Ouch, I'm the office whipping boy now. Gosh, <laughs> you get poison ivy. You take one day off. No. Um, we left you a nice little picture on your door. <laughs> the pansy scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the hostile workplace environment for men in the pro-life movement? The second I show a little vulnerability here, and this is how you treat me. No, um... 
So I yeah, on a positive note, let's just let's just rant. It's positive for us. You know, on a, funny. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> on a, on a positive note, uh, despite all of these challenges and whatnot, the pro life movement is not going to back down. We're not going to go away. We're not going to be intimidated. I don't think the Supreme Court justices are going to be intimidated. If anything, it's going to steal their spine. Um, so, uh, I mean, the other side can keep acting this way, but it's... Please don't, though. Please don't, but it's it's not going to dissuade us. All you're doing is clowning yourselves and tearing down America, which is not good. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again next week for a special feature that I'm committing Anna to following through on right now. Yes. See you then.